Hey, when was the last time you made a great memory? Great memories often don't just happen. I'm TJ Reed from Vitamin Lead, and I want to invite you to join us February 29th, Leap Day, from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. in downtown Norfolk for our seminar, How to Create a Memorable Life. You can RSVP on our Facebook page on Vitamin Lead on Facebook, uh, or you can email us at vitaminleadteam at gmail.com. We would love to have you join us on February 29th from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. to learn how to create a memorable life. What's up, everybody? This is TJ Reed, and you are listening to Vitamin Leads, your healthy dose of leadership. We are on a mission to help you develop consistency, a thriving career, and to find company for the journey as a leader. Join us and leaders from over 300 cities around the world as we now dive into Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. My name is TJ Reed. And man, my hope is that these episodes are a bright spot in your busy days and weeks and months. My desire as part of Vitamin Lead is not only to provide this podcast, but if you're not aware, we provide coaching services, we do keynote speaking. So if we can be a part of helping to take your business, your team, your organization, or you individually to the next level through encouragement, through changing your habits, whatever that is, we would love to be a part of that with you. Check us out on vitaminlead.com and I would be happy to walk through that with you and talk a little bit further about those sorts of things. Today I'm excited because my friend Jason Yost is on the podcast and we have an interview that's going to be coming up here after my time of speaking. Uh, Jason and his wife Shelly are the creators of the New Rhythm Journal. It's one of those journals that's just catching fire that people are really finding a lot of benefit to. And so I hope that you'll stick around and listen to that because even at the end of our conversation, Jason actually uh, gives you a link where you can win a new rhythm journal. He's giving away a couple to our vitamin lead audience. And so check that out and uh, apply for that. But today, the whole topic around what I want to speak about and that would, I'm going to talk with Jason about is what I'm calling inadequate thoughts. Now, throughout this year, I want to talk about this topic of inadequate because it's something that I've been actually working through myself. And it's something that as I've opened up and shared this with other people, they feel and they resonate with what I'm saying because all of us have this imposter syndrome. All of us are trying to put on the brave face. And I, I'm finding freedom in, number one, talking about it because I think a lot of people try to Instagram it up on their <laughs> over their soul and over their brain. And so... Uh, they're trying to just put a, a filter or veneer over that. And I want to be able to open up and talk about this with y'all and get your feedback on this. So today we're talking about inadequate thoughts. And I really want to start out, I just, sometimes in my head, it feels like I'm a seven-year-old walking into the middle of a six-lane highway. I'm putting on a brave face sometimes because I want to be a brave guy. But the fact is, just like you and me, I'm scared. I'm hoping that someone can come and rescue me. I'm hoping that somebody will just stop the cars, pick me up, and keep me safe. Have you had this experience in your mind? Have you felt those things before? Do you feel them daily? <laughs> You're not alone, friend. So many of us do. Um... You see the car that's packed with friends that whizzes by and says to you, people don't really like you. You see the Tesla that drives by and says to you, you're not really good enough to get that or to be that in your life. You don't have the capacity to have that. What's the, what's the name of your car and what's that car saying as it drives by you? You could probably call it out right now, couldn't you? But lately, this seven-year-old boy here has moved to the side of the road. This was the first and most crucial step for me in these inadequate thoughts was the choice to either be in the thought and feeling and feeling stuck in it or to step outside of it and observe it. This is a, a part of... Um, 
the, the guy's name is blanking me, but his name is Russ, Russ Harris. Uh, this is something that he has a lot of amazing uh, helps on the internet about. It's called Acceptance Commitment Therapy, ACT. I encourage you to check it out. But the choice to be in the thought or feeling or stand outside of it, observing it. That's the difference between letting your thoughts and your feelings in the driver's seat or requiring it to be a passenger in your car. And, you know, some days the traffic lets up and you can walk across the, the highway. But another really crucial step, the one that's allowed me to be able to kind of step outside of the feeling and begin to observe it more, uh, is just I started seeing a counselor again this year. And so I know that I've talked about this before and I allude to it sometimes in the interviews that I have with folks. But I mean, this has been some of the best decisions of my life to see a counselor and to begin to really unpack my thoughts and how I feel about myself and how I feel about the things. Because sometimes I can't untangle the, the lights that are in my head, but it, it's so helpful to have somebody just repeat your thoughts to you. And sometimes you hear Oh, that's where I'm going wrong. Oh, that's where that's where I'm struggling. And honestly, like I've just I've realized time and time again that this this thing that I kind of wore as like funny self-deprecating me is actually something that has begun to wear on me and wear on my mental state where I actually don't have confidence in myself. And so I've 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 struggled through that because I I've always found self-deprecation to be charming in my head, right? But what, what I found is I actually believe less and less in myself the more that I do that. And so if I'm not careful, I have the inadequate thoughts and it's at the own expense of my own comedy. And so uh, seeing a counselor has really helped me with that. I, I want to tell you about another experience that I recently had with a good friend of mine, Brian. Brian and I last year went out to lunch at Buffalo Wild Wings. We were just talking about our life and our career and growth and personal growth. And I said something like, you know, Brian, I, I know the areas where I'm an eight or a nine and I've accepted uh, that areas like being a good listener, I'm a three or a four and I will never, ever hit a 10. Brian interrupted me and he said, hey, listen, you know, we've had lunch a lot lately and I got to tell you, you're not a three at listening. I would score you much higher. <laughs> And to be honest with you, sitting there in Buffalo Wild Wings with a Diet Mountain Dew, wings and fries in front of me, I got tears in my eyes because it was the first time that somebody had told me that I was a good listener in a really long time. And I needed to hear that. It was like that day, the traffic on the six lane highway just slowed long enough to let me hear that. And what are the things that you're telling yourself, those inadequate thoughts that you say you're not good enough, that you can't, that you won't, that you'll never? Take a second and think about that. What are those inadequate thoughts that have just been allowed to live there for a while now? I want you to take some time this week to slow down. If you're like me and you feel like that seven-year-old standing in the middle of a six-lane highway wishing that it would just slow down, I think first you got to start with you slowing down. Take a deep breath. If you need some help with this, there's a an awesome podcast called Fun Therapy with Mike Foster, and he actually does some guided meditations to really help you get at the heart of some of these lies that we tell ourselves. I encourage you to check it out and find the guided meditations that he offers there. But what I want you to do as you start to slow down is notice those cars that are passing you, those things that you're saying and hearing in your brain over and over again. And I want you to ask yourself, is it true? If it is true and there is something that's out of whack in you, Take action to change that. Take that first step towards changing it. If you're a jerk to people, the good news is that's changeable. <laughs> Maybe you're hearing that you're a jerk in your head because you really are a jerk in your head, right? Um, and so it's, it's changeable. That's good. But if it's not true, 
I want you to work with me to change your mind. And Jason's got some great insights on that here in our conversation coming up of how you can kind of really rewire your neurological pathways. What do you really want to believe about yourself? You have the power to do that. You have the power to change how you believe about yourself. It's your self-talk. One of the things that I've started to do since I've been seeing a counselor is uh, I've, I've been writing down five affirmations about myself. Here's, here's my five in case it helps you. Number one, I'm so loved by God. Number two, people like me. <laughs> it's like that old SNL thing. And gosh darn it, people like me. But it's hard for me. Number three, man, this is my personality type for an Enneagram 8. Um, the world is not out to get me. Anybody else feel like that sometimes? Uh, number four, I'm a good listener. I started saying that to myself since that lunch with Brian. And number five, I'm a damn good leader. And I say that because sometimes people question it. People people always want to shoot arrows when you're putting yourself out there. But I truly believe that how I'm wired and some of the things that I bring to this world is that I am a damn good leader. And I, and I believe that. And that's why I say it so forcefully that way. Those are my five affirmations that I want to continue to grow in, in this coming year. And so what are your inadequate thoughts? Work through that. I encourage you, listen to this interview with Jason Yost. I'm confident that you'll be encouraged as he shares his thoughts and uh, man, hit us up, vitaminleadteam at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you what you thought about this episode and what you learned and how you're growing in your inadequate thoughts. Now, let's talk to Jason Yost. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. I'm your host, TJ Reed, and I am so excited today to have with us Jason Yost. Jason, thank you for being part of Vitamin Lead. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Oh, TJ, man, I am so thrilled to hang out with you and connect with your community today. Uh, I am actually coming to you from, I live right outside of Washington, D.C. on the Maryland side. And um, it's about probably <laughs> this morning, it was like 28 degrees, so cold. Uh, but my family and I, we actually live on a two acre farm. I have wow. two awesome girls. Uh, my oldest is six. My youngest is four. I have a beautiful wife and uh, we both have the privilege of working from home. So we've kind of made like a humble private abode here right outside of the city, but yet we have a country feel. We have 10 chickens, wow. we have two barn cats, and we have a big mammoth uh, golden retriever that keeps the, the land pure of any varmints. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, was that a dream of yours that you guys always want to have farmland or is that something that kind of evolved over time? You know, I appreciate you asking that question, but it totally evolved over time. So I grew up uh, a surf rat. So I kind okay. of am a beach city guy. And then, okay. you know, most of our adult life, we lived in the city. We lived in right in downtown DC and then we lived in New York City. And, um, you know, the country just kind of as we're, as we were looking long-term and then we had a family, you know, we enjoy, we're both type A. So we enjoy kind of the hustle and bustle but then we really like to relax. And when you live in the city, it's hard to get the relaxing. <laughs> so now yeah. we love the country life, but then when we need the hustle and bustle and want it, we can go, I mean, we're only, literally, we can be right in at the National Mall in like 18 minutes. Oh, that's awesome. So we're not super far out, um, but it's so peaceful. We're off like a private road. Um, so I, my wife has, my wife comes from the country. And so she has converted me thoroughly. I'm a country guy. <laughs> I've got my boots. I've got a cowboy hat and I've got my John Deere now and I'm living my best life. <laughs> That's awesome. Who would have thought, right? <laughs> totally. I mean, friends that know me and friends from a long time ago, literally like I would have never thought this for you in a million years. And I'm like me either, but I love it. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, Jason, one of our favorite questions on here, we have a lot of folks that are kind of like newer in their careers, either first becoming leaders or uh, they're aspiring to leadership. I, I love to ask the question, well, what was one of your first jobs? And maybe is there like a lesson you learned from one of your first jobs that kind of has stuck with you to this point? 
Yeah, um, my first job, I was actually um, a beach stand uh, guide. So like if you've ever gone to, I mean, you're in Virginia Beach, so you know, like the beach or Ocean City, that's where I grew up. You have those like people that rent umbrellas and boogie boards and all those okay. types of things. And so I did that. And honestly, you know, I grew up in a resort area. So I started when I was 11. <laughs> that was my oh, first wow. job ever. Um, and, you know, to be perfectly honest, there was no like accountability or it was just a big lack of leadership. So it was like, oh, okay. you could totally rent things. And of course I'm 11. I don't, I don't know what's up. I don't know what to do. You could rent things and pocket the money and not write it down. And like, rent it for more money, do all these different things. And so, you know, in hindsight, as I look back at that, I was just like, man, if there, uh, if there's no like leadership or there's no intentionality, like yeah. things can get messy quick, sure. <laughs> you know? And so it's a, it's a wonder how those ever stay in business. <laughs> that, that would be the I mean, lesson learned of like, you saw what you shouldn't do in leadership. I, th I think that's most of leadership learning, isn't it? Like the people yeah. that people I've learned the most are the people that I really didn't like as a leader as much, but I'm like, that's what I don't want to do. And so I think the, the healthy leaders are few and far between. And that's kind of why we're doing this thing. Cause we want more healthy leaders uh, doing <laughs> a great job out there. hundred percent, dude. hundred <laughs> percent. That brings so, me back. Thanks for asking that. So we're talking inadequate thoughts and all of that. Um, can you talk to me a little bit more about your health journey that you went on and yeah. uh, it being kind of a mental thing as well as a physical thing? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I've been on quite a, just a reformation kind of soul searching uh, journey myself in the last couple of years. And so um, I've lost 60 pounds in the last two years, I've kept it off. It took me about six months to do that. Just kept it off. Congratulations. And thank you, man. Appreciate that. And it just doing that has really changed my life. You know, mm -hmm. just being able to overcome my relationship with food um, and thinking about it more as like medicine and like a, like something that fuels me rather than just satisfying a desire or a need. That has really helped me. And then overcoming that, the physical aspect has really helped me gain the self-confidence of doing more things. Like, mm. oh, if I can get control of my, <clears throat> my weight and I can get self-control over the choices that I'm making with food, then I bet you I can do that with my mental health. I bet you I can do that with my financial health. You know, I bet you I can do that in my professional life. Mm. And um, honestly, it's, you know, there's this, um, I can't remember who gets the credit for the quote, it was John F. Kennedy or somebody, but the idea that a rising tide moves all ships. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's definitely like that when you can get control in one area of your life, when you can learn and, and stretch that uh, self-efficacy muscle you know, mm. of doing hard things and challenging yourself, you're able to generalize that in other areas, you know, just speaking for myself. So my, you know, my wife saw the transformation in me and she joined and we both lost, uh, uh, she lost 50 pounds as well. So we've lost like 120 pounds together in the last year and a half. We've, we were crazy in debt, like over $120,000. We've paid off. Uh, I think we've got like 20,000 left. <laughs> we paid like a hundred thousand dollars off and in, in debt um just mentally went on a journey and i'll go into that more um but it was just it was like overcoming physically sent us on a different journey um and you know wanting to do that really i was kind of i was at the biggest weight um i was i was leading i, I had been in church ministry in leadership for like almost two decades and was just not in a really good rhythm was uh, my mentality was care for others, care for others, care for others, care for others, which is okay, you know, and that's, that's a Christ-like kind of attitude in working in the church, but I neglected care for me, right? you know, and that is, unfortunately, that's a very popular um, 
just innate focus in in that uh, church staff culture, just that area. It's just Jesus, like, Jesus doesn't care as much about you as he does those other people. So <laughs> yeah, sacrifice, sacrifice, go, 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 go to whatever expense. And, you know, I was just, I had transitioned out of church staff and was taking a new job and I was just re-looking at my life. You know, I was in my mid thirties and I was just like, what do I want for myself? You know, what do I want? What do I value? What do I want physically? How do I want to think mentally? And I was just looking forward kind of, you know, I looked at my dad and was looking at his life and he was turning 60 and he battled with um, his weight. And he also battled with uh, by being bipolar and mental health and didn't do a great job of caring for himself. And so it was kind of like strategic foresight, TJ. You know, I was just like, hey, I'm like, I'm 35, 36, and this could really get away from me if I don't focus on it. You know? That makes a lot of sense, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've got young kids, so we're like, we're moving fast, we're busy. Um, you know, I'm just kind of going life at a conveyor belt. And I was like, I really need to get a hold of this. And so, yeah. you know, I lost that weight and it took about six months. And then, you know, I, I started getting excited, was, was, was getting really pumped up, like, man, I can really do this. I'd never done anything like that before, you know, yeah. for myself. Yeah. I'd accomplished things for other people. I was always focused on other people, but not for me. I never realized how unhealthy I was. And then um, it was about a year and a half ago that I got a phone call uh, from my older brother that would just send me uh, one of the hardest things that, I, that I've had to swallow and just sent me on another journey as far as mental health. I was home by myself, uh, my girls, and my brother called me about 10 o'clock at night. And I knew something was weird because he was acting funny and he just said, Jason, like, I, I'm so sorry to have to tell you this, uh, but dad just took his life. And I was just, goodness, what, like what? And, you know, we knew that he was struggling with his weight and, and he had, um, you know, just, he struggled for a long time, you know, and again, he cared for other people. He was a homicide detective, a police officer, a service guy, cared for the community, did everything he could, spent his life caring for others, but not wow. for himself. You know, yeah. and it just got, it, it just took over and it got too hard, you know, for him. And um, I remember just a couple of weeks after that, after his funeral, wondering again with the foresight, like, hey, you know, with the thoughts and with mental health, is this coming for me too? Yeah. Like, is suicide something that is going to hunt me down or chase me down? You know, and I'm just being completely honest and vulnerable. Yeah. Thank you for being vulnerable. And, and it was a hard time for a good couple of weeks. And I was struggling with anxiety and just negative thoughts and just fearful that, that when I turned 60, this was going to be something that, that was coming after me, you know, so to speak. And TG, I remember it. I was in my, my basement here watching t TV before the girls went to bed. Our whole family was down there. And I just thought to myself, like, you know what? There's got to be another way. There's got to mm -hmm. be another way to do this. <clears throat> I, I, I believe you can change. You know, I've changed physically and, and I'm going to figure this out. I do not, I don't need to fear. I don't need to be afraid. I am not tied to what happened to my dad, you know? Mm -hmm. And it sent me on a journey of researching, of studying. I started studying personal development. I started researching mental health. I started researching neuroscience. And uh, it sent me on an incredible journey of just realizing that, you know, one of the things that really impacted me is that I am not a victim of my biology. That it's yeah. very possible it, and it's science backed that I can change uh, the neurotransmitters in my mind. I can change uh, going, being a pessimist to an optimist. Like I have that power within me to do that. And it's all about how I, how I put food in my mouth to care for my body. The thoughts in my brain are gonna care for not only my brain, but also my body as well. And so I just began to research that and I learned about neuroplasticity 
And so, uh, but I'll get super excited talking about this stuff. So you'll have to stop me <laughs> if you have any questions. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. But neuroplasticity, you know, years ago, there was research that, you know, once you were kind of single digits, three and five neuroplasticity in your brain, it started to slow down. And for those mm -hmm. of you that aren't familiar with neuroplasticity, it's just the, the idea, the element that your brain grows, that you can grow new neuro pathways in your brain, you can learn new things, and your brain continues to grow. That previous research showed that it stopped when you, you know, were younger. Hmm. Totally not true. <laughs> yeah. Totally not true. It continues until you pass. And so... Wow. It was thank just, God, because I, I was an idiot in college, and so thank God we can continue to grow from that point. Right? Totally. <laughs> and so it's like all of the, it was exciting me so much. And then, of course, you know, back in the day, like when my dad, when he was younger, he didn't have all this information, yeah. you know, that we have available to us now online on the internet. I have so many mentors in personal development that I've never met before, but they're on my Instagram. I'm on their yeah. email chain. You know what I mean? Those types of things. And right. so that sent me into connecting with a few personal development coaches. And um, I even signed up to get coaching uh, a guy named Brennan Burchard, who I would okay. encourage you to look into any of your listeners. He's a personal development and productivity coach. Yep. Um, but he, him and Mel Robbins, uh, she's a, a personal development coach as well, but just started to learn about how to care for myself and how I literally have the power and the control to renew and rewire my mind. And it was just like, now I um, was just astonished because I can't tell you, like TJ, years ago, even three years ago, I didn't think that was possible. Yeah. I literally thought to myself, you know, my whole family struggles with anxiety. They struggle with depression. My dad was bipolar. My dad now had taken his life. I was stuck with that. I was stuck to deal with that. And I'm here to tell you, it is not true. Like we have the power to renew our minds. We have the power to re, uh, reinvent ourselves. And honestly, do you, man. Do, do you think that the, the, the reason we accept some of that stuff is because it's easier for us to play small and be a part of a group than it is to step out and, and yeah. grow? Yeah, I think 100%. Um, it's, it's, easier, uh, it's easier just to accept what is and figure out where you're going to fit in and figure out how you're going to adapt to your yeah. frailties rather than say, you know what, I'm going to face this limiting belief and I'm going to go and put some energy, some effort. I'm going to read books. I'm going to start to do some research. I'm going to start to grow myself and figure out how to get myself out of this hole. And it's yeah. literally what I had to do, you know, just, just started to look and research. And then I started doing these practices and I started learning <clears throat> online. I started learning about a morning routine. So that's one of the things that I first started doing. Yeah. <clears throat> and just the whole idea is that, especially with leadership, like we have schedules that we're keeping up to. Most of our day is for other people. Yeah. Because we have to, we're leading them, we're caring for them, we're serving them. So any emails we're getting, those emails aren't to edify us. They're to give to other people. Any right. texts we're getting, they're not to edify us. They're for other people, which is all good, TJ. Like, that's great and that's good stuff. But the, right. the, the emptiness and the vessel that wasn't being filled for me was ha where in my schedule, where in my habits, my daily habits, am I edifying myself and filling myself up? And so one of the things I learned is that waking up early helps with that. And so I started, Shelly and I started talking about it together. And I'm, I'm totally blessed that my wife is 100% with me in this whole journey. You know, yeah. we've, we're doing this together, still doing this together. We've done this together. And so one of the things that we realized is that we would wake up every morning in like survival and fight mode because our kids would wake us up because they'd get up too early. Yeah. And so we'd be yelling at them to go back to sleep or go find their iPad and watch a show <laughs> so that we could hit snooze. You know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm there. I'm there. And just shuffling to get out the door, shuffling to get their stuff, blah, 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 blah. And so from the moment that we wake up, we're in fighting. You know, yeah. we're like troubleshooting. We're, we're giving, we're giving, we're giving. 
And that, you know, so then our whole day, that's the frame of mind we're starting with. Yeah. Where now we actually get up at five o'clock in the morning. Our kids don't wake up till seven. <clears throat> so we have two hours that we have time to do. I journal uh, with my new rhythm journal, which we'll talk about later. I, got <laughs> I mine love here. that, man. I love it. But I journal, I read, um, either read through, I'm, I, I'm a Christian, so I read through some of the scriptures just to edify uh, my mind. And I read personal development books. I listen to podcasts. I actually do some exercises at home now, too. Um, I started learning and doing some meditation, which just helps gather my thoughts as we're talking yeah. about thoughts and helps release kind of negative thoughts. And one, one of my favorite places to do meditation that I don't know if you've heard of uh, Mike Foster, he does a podcast called fun therapy exactly, and he does yeah. some guided meditations there. So I just downloaded his. Yeah. Yep. And I'm, and I'm doing those, uh, those thoughts in the morning, which is awesome. Um, but, and, and again, like TJ, probably a year ago, two years ago, I would have told you that everything I'm saying right now was just hogwash, you know, <laughs> like, oh, that's just hooky pooky stuff. But it's literally, it's the habits that are going to get you the mental clarity, the mental focus, the productivity, the happiness, yeah. um, the contentness that you desire. That stuff doesn't just come. It doesn't come at an age. It, you don't reach just age and all of a sudden it comes. Yeah. We're always searching for it. But our whole lives, as our life is a conveyor belt, we're just grabbing at things. And the moment that you can start to be intentional and learn and be coachable, uh, it's all about the habits. And so honestly, the morning routine is how it started. And it just began to change our lives. Um, yeah. It really helped with my thoughts. Because as I would journal, I would identify some of the thoughts that I think. My whole life, I've struggled with anxiety. And... Um, I, I take medication for that. I've taken medication for a number of years, but I also do the mental work and I do the work outside of medication that helps me. The exercise helps stimulate my mind. Meditation yeah. helps me gather my thoughts and take control of my thoughts. So before, you know, two, three years ago, I was, you know, anxiety ridden, had panic attacks. I couldn't really stop my thoughts. I couldn't control my thoughts. And then as I started doing the habits and the work, a morning routine to edify myself, as I started to do meditation, as I started to exercise, I was now I can control, I'm in control of my thoughts. Yeah. I can bounce thoughts easier, uh, where before it was hard to do, but then once you capture your thoughts, you can bounce them easier. One of the greatest things that I started doing that I would recommend to anybody, it doesn't cost any money, it's totally free, is every single morning I would get up, the first thing I would do is I'd write five things that I was grateful for. Yep. And what this helped do is, you know, TJ, I didn't have a, an awesome upbringing. You know, I, 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 others had more, you know, a worse upbringing than I have, you know, but I didn't have an awesome one and my thought life wasn't good. And so yeah. I had a narrative in my head my entire life, even up to 35 years old, of just negative life, negative lifestyle. This happened to me. This happened to me. I never thought about what I was grateful for. All the mm -hmm. negative, it was easy for me to go after negative. But if somebody asked me, what are you grateful for today? What are you excited about? It, I mean, I'd be like, give me like 10 straws. minutes. Yeah. I'm like, yep. give me 10 minutes. And so what happens is as you're, as you're thinking about what you're grateful for, especially in the morning, you are literally starting your morning from the outset of gratitude and gratefulness, which yeah. enables you to start your day more excited about life. You're able, um, you're able to just take whatever coming throughout the day. You know, things are always coming at us. We're not in some kind of bubble, but right. you just have a different mentality because you're controlling your thoughts from the beginning of the day. And so as tough things are happening, you're, you're in a different kind of mindset and perspective to be able to receive them. And I tell you, man, it has just made all the difference for me in my life. I think like I, I'm, I'm thinking about your journey and then my own journey. I, one of the biggest decisions I made in this last year was being willing to admit to myself that I have anxiety 
yeah. right? Not, not that I am anxiety, but that I have anxiety. And yeah. I, I, at least admitting it, it was something that I had considered like a, a detriment, a crutch or something like that in the past, but it was something that I was able to go, no, this is something that, that is here. Admitting yeah. it is, is cool. But as soon as I admitted it, it lost like at least 50% of the fear that it had had before. Something that I felt like I either had to stifle it or um, work around it instead of work through it. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think I'm so glad that you said that. And, you know, there was a little bit in the early years of me accepting that, you know, cause I was just like, man, if I accept that, does that mean like I'm weak or I'm just like my family, but it's not true at all. And honestly, probably 98% of people in America <laughs> have <Yeah>. anxiety, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and, you know, some of that is, is inside and just the neurotransmitters that we have repeated our entire life, you know? Um, yeah. And then all of it too is just the society in which this Western culture we've placed ourselves in. Yeah. The hustle bustle, you know, this is the expectation now of a 10 year old. This is the expectation now of a 14 year old. This is the expectation now. You know, it's a lot of anxiety. And one of the people that I follow a lot is Dr. Caroline Leaf. And um, she had just posted the other day, like, hey, like take a deep breath and, and don't feel like you're, don't feel like you ever have to cure yourself of anxiety, like jump over this incredible huge, like it, you may not get rid of anxiety from your life because of stressors that are coming at us that we can't control different things, but we can control how we respond to it. And we yeah. can get control of how we're able to kind of release the anxiety and the stressors in our life. And so it's important and, and it's important to, to realize it's okay. Like th there's not a mark on you. You're not weak. Like it's right. just a legitimate thing. Anxiety. We're all in this together. And, and that's how I word it too. I'm very careful, you know, terminology and language is important. You know, I always say I manage it. You know, I manage anxiety. I manage depression. It works for you. You don't work for it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, like I manage it and I know that. And then I'm learning and I'm putting habits in my life so that it doesn't control me, but I can control it, which yeah. is super helpful, you know? And journaling I'm, for me has been a huge thing in doing that. I love one of the things I've found to be really helpful is uh, Russ Harris does a lot of acceptance commitment therapy type of stuff. And it's observing the feeling, but not giving it the steering wheel. And uh, telling it it's got to be a it's it's going to be a passenger in my car, but you got to be a passenger. You don't get to be in the driver's seat. And so I'm going to observe it, see what it yeah. it might be there to teach me something. But yeah. uh, outside of that, you're going to be a passenger in the car. You're not going to be the driving seat. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's just a it's you know we're talking about inadequate thoughts. Like I would have thought <clears throat> just a few years ago without this information, I would have thought that it is what it is. Yeah. And I'm inadequate because I have anxiety. I'm inadequate because of my biology and my history. Um, but it's not true. You know, we can get, I'm, I'm a <clears throat> living, breathing organism that can say, there's hope for you. It's, you know, there are habits that you can begin to develop in your life that you can completely transform. Like I was so optimistic, you know, just by, by nature and my personality, I'm more skeptical and pessimist, you know, kind of. Yeah. And now I'm way more optimistic, you know, less skeptical, more instead of holding life like really tight like this, trying to control things, I'm more open um, and, and just identifying every single day I'm identifying what thoughts are going through my mind that aren't serving me right now. Yeah. They could be true thoughts. You know, they could, they could well be true thoughts, but they're not serving me and helping me operate at my highest level right now. And the thing that I noticed, TJ, is that we're all actually doing it. Like this isn't groundbreaking. The thing is, the default is usually negative. Yeah. So for, for example, I, I travel a lot for work <clears throat> and one of my triggers is being alone. When I was younger, uh, in my past, there was, there was time where both of my parents were out of my life. And I didn't know where they lived. I didn't know where they were. And so just through that, I have anxiety of abandonment and different things like that. And so as I have realized that, triggers for me are traveling alone because I feel like 
if I need to get to my family, if I need to get to my kids or, or my wife right away, I can't because I have yeah. to fly to them and I have to wait. So anyway, I'm again, being vulnerable and giving you a lot of information, but I'm grateful for your vulnerability. If I haven't said it before, this is, <laughs> I, this is an awesome peek behind a leader's mind. And I think it's something that's so crucial. Thank you. Uh, I hope it's helpful. Yeah. But just as an, like a practical example, <laughs> before trips, I would do personal visualization. But what I would do is I would think about, oh gosh, I hope I get the right seat on the plane. I hope my plane's not delayed. If I get delayed, am I gonna be able to get <clears throat> something good to eat? Like, it, I, well, where will I stay at a hotel if I get delayed? What if there's bad weather when we're on the flight? What if the person that I'm about to meet with, you know, isn't fun to hang, you know, isn't pleasant to hang? So <laughs> I would do visualization and I'm sure you've done this before too. But it's all negative. Yeah. None of it was has happened yet. Man, you're I'm, calling me out on this. I'm visualizing everything that's gonna happen negatively. None yeah. of that, none of that, TJ, is serving me to be my best, to be a leader. Yeah. Personally lead myself or lead who I'm going to be there. Because by the time I get to that meeting, I have stressed myself out so much. Mm. And thinking about stuff that hasn't even happened, you know, <laughs> and then by the time I get there, I'm like, Whew, nice to meet you. <laughs> I hope you're a pleasant person. So imagine, so we're already doing it. Just imagine you flip it. So what I do now, before mm. I leave for a trip, I get out my journal and I write down because something just something biologically happens when you get thoughts from your mind to your pen because you're using all different senses so when yeah. you're journaling like it's science back but that changes your life it like changes things so i literally do this i'm not even kidding you <clears throat> i write down i don't care how much time it takes i write down all the positive things that i am excited about and that i want to accomplish on this trip I recently just went to Charlotte and I had a day of four meetings. I flew in, stayed at a hotel, had four meetings and then flew home that night. So before I leave, I'm like, I'm so excited to be on the plane uh, because I'm going to have time to listen to a podcast and just relax. I'm not in charge of anyone. I don't have to think about traffic. Um, I wrote down there, I'm so excited that I get to pick the rental car when I get there. Like I'm just mm. making things up to be excited about because sure. that's serving me better, you know? Yeah. And, and it was kind of rad. They, I was able to pick like the new Lincoln SUV. Oh, <laughs> come on now, rad. that's exciting. So that was fun. And then like I was staying at a brand new hotel. I was like, hey, I can't wait to see the hotel. It's going to have an exercise gym there. I'll be able to do that. So I'm literally listing and writing out. I put each person I was meeting with by name. I can't wait to meet so-and-so. I want to add a lot of value to their life in this meeting somehow. Yeah. And so intentionally, I'm being intentional and deliberate, but thinking positively. So in my mind, I'm creating neuro pathways of positivity for my entire trip. And so there's yeah. no room for the negative. Yeah. And so that's literally a practice and a habit that I have adopted that has helped me be the best person that I can possibly be. And so by the time I'm at that meeting, dude, I'm so pumped up. I'm so full of joy. I'm so full of gratefulness that I'm adding so much value in those meetings. And I'm 100% present yeah. because it's like I was already there before I left. I was already in that meeting before I left setting intention. And that's yeah. been something that has been that has helped me rewire my thoughts completely. Hmm. So Jason, let's, let's pretend that somebody else other than me right now is on the other end of this camera and they're saying, I, I, I hear where Jason says he was two years ago. I'm, <clears throat> I'm at that point where I'm starting a new year and I'm getting fed up with this. Uh, what yeah. would you, what would you tell this person first step out the gate, what they should do to begin to make a change in their life? Yeah. Um, I mean, the first one that I would say to do is to get up 15 minutes before you normally do, and then write down five things that you're grateful for. It's good. Take a journal. You could get one of those uh, com composite journals at the dollar store for a dollar. Yeah. <clears throat> It'll change your life. 
just that practice will change your life, you know? Now, like I'm telling you now, I do two hours in the morning, but I started with 10 minutes, yeah. you know, because I wanted to do that practice for probably six months to eight months before I actually did it. <laughs> you yeah. know? So I would say 10, 15 minutes, get up earlier, go out somewhere quiet, write down five things you're grateful for. The more you do that, the more you're going to realize you're grateful for. And that will just start your mind to be hungry for growth. You know, you start to have a growth mindset because you're going to get a win and habits like the way that you do habits is you have to have a reason. So like you like, Hey, I want to change my life. You know, I'm like this now, this is the way. So there's your why that's your reason. And so then you need to, to do little steps that aren't a huge thing. Notice I didn't say get up two hours earlier than you usually do. (laughs) You wouldn't accomplish that, you know? So you do little steps you see the reward, right? So as you get up 15 minutes early, you're going to realize that you're more prepped to receive your kids when they wake up. You're yeah. more prepped in your time management. Your mind is happier because you're thinking about what you're grateful for. So then you say, dude, I'm getting up 30 minutes. You know, yeah. next month I'm getting up 30 minutes before. You're going to write down five things you're grateful for. Then maybe you're going to exercise for 10 minutes. Do yeah. jumping jacks, you know? So it's like you you have the reason, you have the reward, and then you continue to keep going, and that's how you're able to do a habit. So I would say that just to get up 15 minutes early, write down five things you're grateful for, and then let that send you on a journey to grow. Um, And I just, every day today, as you continue to do that, I'm always doing something to stimulate my mind and my body because that's going to keep me growing and that's just going to keep me alive, whether that's exercise, whether that's, I mean, literally, and this is like next level stuff, but when you do new things, one of my goals this year is to do something new each month. Yeah. And so this month we went skiing for the first time and loved it. Like awesome. Sent me on a journey. I don't know if I can afford to have that habit, but I love it. Right. (laughs) But when you do something new, you're creating a brand new neuro pathway in your brain which enables neuroplasticity to happen. So you're continuing to stimulate and grow your brain. That can be as easy as, you know, so for 37 years, I have brushed my teeth with my right hand. If you get up in the morning tomorrow, brush your teeth with your left hand. Yeah. It's going to be hard. You're not going to be used to it. And you're going to be creating a new neural pathway in your brain that's continuing to grow. You're going to notice that that's helpful for you and you're going to want to do something else, you know. So it's, like it's it. all just learning. We have literally, there's no excuse to not have information that you want to have. Like you have Google and you have YouTube and that's literally how I've learned everything and grown so much. <laughs> you, you've really challenged me in this. I've been, uh, we've just been Facebook friends now for a couple months, but yeah. uh, even just seeing you, I think it was in November or so you had talked about how you used to think you couldn't run and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh crap, that's, that's been the lie I've been telling myself, oh, I'm tall. My knees are going to hurt and stuff like that. Right. But you said, but now I'm doing these races and stuff. And I was like, you know what? Excuse the language, but I was like, damn it. I'm going to go do something like that. And so for, the, right. so for the first time in my life, I said, you know what? 2020, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run a 5K. I'm going to run at least three of them this year. Good and now that you, I'm man. into it already, I'm, I'm saying to myself, I'm going, that's like this first one, I'm going, okay, I, I can do this now, like eight days in, uh, I've done the couch to 5k up. And it seems like, exactly. okay, this is doable. I'm going, yeah. man, I kind of sold myself short. I want to do more maybe later in the year or something like that. So yeah, exactly. And that ha- that's how it happens. You know, and that's a, you, that's another great example, you know, but I was never a runner, never ran before in my life, literally never. And it was just something we want to do. And now running like my brain says, thank you every time I run. Yeah. You know, it's way more than physical for me. It's my brain saying thank you. And what's cool too, TJ, is like, it took me probably, because I never ran before, it was just consistently, you know, trying it and doing the couch to 5K. It probably took me a good two months to run a 5K, to get up to that, right. two, right. three months. And now, like, every time I go out to run, I try to run every other day, I, I, I at least run a 5K. Like I run a 5k now for fun. Like (laughs) that's my (laughs) least limit of running. And it's just like, 
I never knew that. Two years ago, I never ran. And now it's like, you just, you can do anything you want to do. And it's all about being intentional. It's all about being deliberate and, um, and getting focused, you know, so anything's possible. So you've, you've talked a lot about journaling. Um, I I don't want our time to get away without us spending some time talking about the new rhythm journal that you and Shelly, uh, put together. Why don't you talk to us about like how you came up with this, like where this started, I'm guessing it started with the five things that you're grateful for, but, uh, um, talk a little bit about this and share with us about this. Cause I love this thing. I just got mine on Christmas Eve and I've been enjoying Uh writing in it. Oh man, that makes me incredibly happy. It's so, it's, it's so near and dear to, you know, our hearts, of course, like journaling really was kind of the prefaces of, of starting this for us, you know, the writing down things we were grateful for and learning more. And so honestly, what we did is we bought like every journal from every person that we knew, like Brendan Bouchard has a journal, Rachel Hollis has a journal, uh, Mel Robbins. So we bought all these journals and we liked different pieces of them. Um, and I find myself carrying around like five, six different journals. <laughs> and so I told Shelly, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to like sketch out the things that we love in each journal and the things that are really, as I was doing my research in neuroscience and different things like that, the entries, so promptings that are science backed. Like if you do this, this, your brain will benefit in this way. You know, if you do this, your brain benefits in this way. And so literally that's what I did. I started sketching it out and writing down everything. And then like, we got a lot of questions from our online community about how are you guys journaling? What are you doing? Waking up in your morning routine and different things like that. And so then it was just kind of like a random idea. I was like, Shelly, like, what if we just print this and like offer it to people? Because we literally got asked for it a lot of times. And so um i enjoy like i have a background in creative design and different things like that so i spent some some nights long nights and early mornings and designed it and um and we self-published it uh cyber monday is when it released and so basically it's um it's what we it's what we've done for the last two years um, and we put the pieces together that we loved about journaling and just the different science. So, you know, it starts out with saying what you're grateful for. And then we've gotten a lot of great responses from this. This is a powerful uh, writing I am statements. And so in, yeah. in research of mental health and, and productivity, it's called personal visualization, what we talked about. And, and saying I am, we're usually harder on ourselves than we should be or need to be. But just like saying, I am, like, if I could turn this around, I'd show you, I have three post-it notes on my wall in my office, and one says, I'm confident, the next one says, I'm capable, and the next one says, I'm chosen. And those are like, they they come up against the three fears, the three Mm. core fears that I have, you know, that I I just don't have what it takes, you know, that I'm just not confident enough, I say I'm confident. I'm capable that I just don't know enough. I'm yeah. not going to ever be able to know enough to be able to be significant or to be able to get through this. I'm capable. And then just from my fears of abandonment, I'm chosen. Like yeah. literally I'm chosen. I have people that love me. I have a family that loves me. I have a God who loves me. So I say those things every single morning. <clears throat> and so there's a section in here where you can write down five times of what you are. And I love that too. Just so you know, more positive feedback. I love that. Uh, yeah. Writing it down each day. So. And it's whoever you need to be. You know, yep. yesterday I had to do a presentation with some partners. And so literally I wrote down, I'm an incredible public speaker. I'm a confident, yep. you know, I'm a confident uh, professional. I'm a, so it changes each day, you know. And yep. then there's, prompt, there's question promptings in here. What's one activity or task I can be enthusiastic about today? And again, that's keeping your mind focused on positive stuff yeah. Um, instead of like, oh my gosh, you know, like it's so nice, just, you know, um, what potential situation could trigger or trust me out today? And that's, that's good. That's dealing with things ahead of time so that you can be your best self in the moment. So yeah. for instance, yesterday I wrote down, my flight could get delayed. And so... I pre-visualize that happening. Like if right. my flight gets delayed, this is what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to turn on this podcast. This will give me 40 minutes where I can just focus. It doesn't matter that I'm in where if I didn't do that and I just went about my day and went and I was so excited to get home and then got to the airport and my flight got delayed, I'd be panicked. I'd be mad. I'd be like, what the heck am I going to do now? So it's like right. whatever's happening, you can trigger traffic, you know, those types of things. And then it says, what are, um, what, what dream are you focused on, currently focused on right now? Um, and then who can I compliment with a gift? Uh, who can I surprise with a gift or a compliment today? And thinking yeah. about outward thinking, you know, adding value to people. Um, and then in the very beginning, you list down 10 dreams that you're focused on and, uh, and takes you through a whole kind of process on how to identify those dreams. Um, so well, I love it. It's, it. it's made a difference in my life. Just um, the, the I am's absolutely like the, yeah. I, I find that I have more than five things to be grateful for where I, as maybe just a few weeks yeah. ago, I couldn't have said that. Right. Like, right. like you yeah. give me, give me 10, 15 minutes and I might be able to come up with one thing. But when I'm making it a practice, I start to notice more and be grateful for more um, in my yeah. days. And what's good about that is that it doesn't have to be big things. It's small things, you know, Yeah. like the, yeah. like I wrote in there the other day that I just like a, a nice, dark, warm cup of coffee, you know, <laughs> it's good. Yeah. I'm grateful for a comfy blanket in the morning, you know, yeah. when it's cold outside and it can be different things. You know, my daughter smiled at me a certain way. I write that down. You know, it doesn't have to be huge things. It's just every single day thinking about something you're grateful for. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, here, here in a second, we're, we're going to give them the opportunity to get something free from you and, and, uh, yeah. and uh, enter into a giveaway for the journal. But I have one more question for you before we go. Um, cool. It's the question we ask everybody because Vitamin Lead, our tagline is it's a healthy dose of leadership. And so my question to you is how do you define healthy leadership? I think uh, that's a good question. Healthy, healthy leadership um, I think it, it, it's the habits of basically the habits that it takes to bring about the desired goals in your life and other people. Does that mm. make sense? Yeah. I think we have a lot of, a lot of, um, as leaders, we like trainings. Um, and there's a lot of trained leaders, um, but less doing, less actual yeah. doing, doing the leadership. And so I think healthy leadership is learning the habits, identifying the habits that it takes for you to be healthy and then for other people that you're leading to be healthy as well. Um, That's good. Would be healthy leadership. Yeah. I like it. Thank you, Jason. And thank you so much for your transparency and vulnerability today. I think that being willing to kind of go deeper into your heart and even your experiences. Um, yeah. It's so appreciated because I know that's a gift that people don't give away uh, freely. So thank you for being willing to do that with us. Yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to do that and um, would love to stay connected, you know, of course with you and just with anybody uh, of your listeners would love to just anywhere I can help, you know, just want to, give anything I can away to help just because I know the impact of that this can have on your life. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, why don't you, why don't you share with them how they can uh, kind of take next steps with you and with Shelly and uh, have the chance to win a, a yeah. journal. Yeah, absolutely. Love to stay connected. Shelly and I are um, on Instagram at Jason Yost at Shelly Yost. We can put those in the show notes probably. Um, yeah. And, but we'd love to offer any listeners here, I'd love to continue to engage with you if you want to learn more about uh, healthy habits and creating new rhythms in your life. So we've created just a specific page for vitamin lead listeners. Uh, and so that's shellyyost.net slash vlead. So Shelly, S-H-E-L-L-Y-Y-O-S-T dot net slash V-L-E-A-D. And go to that page and just put your name and email in. We'd love to stay connected with you. And then we, at the week's end, we're going to do a raffle for two, not one, two Woo! free New Rhythm journals. That is generous. Um, yeah, which is exciting. So opt in there. It's totally free. Uh, we'd love to connect with you, send you some cool information. And then we're going to do a raffle at the end of the week um, for two free uh two free journals 
And then we can also, if you're interested in getting a journal, maybe in the show notes, we can put the link to that on Amazon. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, just grateful, just grateful and so excited uh, just for your listeners, just to have this conversation. I think it's a conversation that needs to be had more. Um, yeah. Yeah, both privately and publicly. So thank you, man. <laughs> Appreciate what you're doing here. Thank you, Jason. Grateful for you. And I hope that you have a great rest of your 2020 doing new things. Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> All right. Uh, you've been listening to Vitamin Lead, your healthy dose of leadership. Thanks for joining us today. We'll talk to you soon.